Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture reading this morning is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Lord, your spirit fills this place. Your words echo in our ears. May your spirit transform our hearts so that we would not be just hearers of your word, but leave this place as doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. So in the year 2000, I went on a conference mission building team to the country of Cuba and more specifically to the Isle of Youth. So if you know anything about geography and of Cuba, you've kind of got Cuba looks like a upside down banana. And then sort of just south of that in the middle of the Caribbean is the Isle of Youth, which is not a large island. There's three towns in the whole Isle of Youth. The largest is what I would call a one horse town uh, named Nuevo Jorona. Now, in Nueva Jorona, there was one Methodist church. Matter of fact, in the whole Isle of Youth, there was only one Methodist church. And we were there to help them build a new fellowship space. They had their sanctuary, which was about the size of our auditorium downstairs. Uh, And we were working on the outside, sort of leveling out the ground, and then we were going to lay concrete on top of it. Now, I got assigned to the concrete team, which was a lot of fun. I'm the only gringo on there. Uh, They speak no English. I speak zero Spanish. Big fun, good times. Uh, I'm 6'5". They are at the best 5'2". On a good day, they have shovels built for people that are not 6'5". It's a whole other sermon series on that. Uh, But we mixed concrete and we broke rocks. It was like being on a chain gang without the proper uniform, without the proper tools. And yet we did this all day long. The other members of my team did other parts of the project working inside the church. They got the job to paint the inside of the church. I think there's some justice somewhere in life, but anyway, that's what I got to do was do concrete and break rocks all day. And we started at six in the morning with breakfast sort of out in the common area. And then we worked until after supper time at six at night. Day in and day out for two weeks. Now, four out of the five nights of the week, they had worship. It started at seven. So you can imagine 
by about Thursday of any week, you were exhausted and yet there was still an opportunity to go to church, an opportunity to worship that began at seven at night. And oh, I didn't tell you, it went till 10. But let me tell you a little more about this. So imagine our auditorium downstairs, that's the church. And they've got a sound system that any rock band that plays over at the Joel would love to have. And they've got this whole thing decked out, speakers, drums, guitars. They have one volume, wide open. And so this goes on all night long. And of course, the whole thing is in Spanish. Occasionally we could figure out when they were singing Amazing Grace. Occasionally we could figure out when the Lord's Prayer happened in the course of the three hours. And all throughout worship, they would yell, Glory, Adios, which means glory to God. And this went on all night. So by about 9.45, I was ready to say glory, Adios, as in, good Lord, I'm out of here. <laughs> True story. But that one night, the Thursday night that I really remember, the last night we were there, in worship on that Thursday night. I remember when 10 o'clock came and the minister, this is how you figure out in churches when it's, when the worship service is over, when the minister comes down front and stands in front, you're like, thank goodness the benediction's about to happen. I know none of you all think that, um, but we did there after three hours. But anyway, so the minister comes down front, gives a benediction, it's 10 o'clock and we can go home. Back to our host families. The place where I was staying was about a third of a mile away. As I made that distance, as I made that walk, I heard the drums and the bass guitar still. Even though worship was over, they didn't want to leave. So they continued playing and continued singing. <coughs> Excuse me. In today's text, you find Paul talking to the people in Ephesus once again. He was encouraging them to think about Christian living, encouraging them to make the most of every opportunity. What he said to them, he says, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. He said, God wants the best for your lives. He says, we should not focus on the things that don't matter, on mindless stuff. Instead, we should seek out the best. When Paul's writing about don't get drunk on wine, what he's really saying is he's not making a social judgment issue. What he's really saying is, is don't waste your time on that which doesn't matter. Instead, he's saying, focus on that which is best. Focus on that which is most important. And it got me thinking about my friends in Cuba. I can remember on Friday when we came back to work, I said, why didn't you all go home at 10? One of them said, I feel most alive when I'm in my church. I love my church, I love my faith. I love when I'm gathered together with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And that got me thinking about what Paul's writing here. When Paul writes that we are to seek out the best in life, we're to be filled with God's spirit. We're to sing God's praises without ceasing. We are to give thanks for all the blessings of life. I think those words really ring true, not only for my friends in Cuba, but for us in this place. When we come here, we should be filled with God's spirit. 
So I hope as you've come in the doors this morning that you've left the world outside. You've left all your cares and all your worries and all your wounds outside. But if you haven't, take a minute with me. For the next few minutes, don't worry about your schedule of things to do today. Don't worry about what's going to happen after 12. Just let it be. Don't worry about what's happening in your week ahead. That'll come soon enough. Just let it be. Resist the temptation to make your grocery list or a list of things to do. And just let it be. And then for a moment, begin to pour out all your worries. Pour out all your wishes. Pour out all the wounds of days gone by. Let them pour out like water on the ground. Empty your souls of all of these things. And in the silence, let God fill your soul. In fellowship with each other, let God fill your heart. In community, let God fill your spirits up with truth. Do you feel it? Do you feel the difference? Those things that we left outside don't matter as much. What if we started every day this way? We emptied ourselves of all of the worries and fears of the world and instead let God fill us up in the silence. What if we did that? What if we let God fill us up so that we, in that we found the life that God wants for you and for me? Well, then what do we do after that? Then what Paul says is we should sing praises to God. Now, I don't know about you, but I think the bagpipes are pretty interesting instruments. I have always wanted to play the bagpipes. I had the secret desire to do it. Thankfully for my children and the dogs and the neighbors, I haven't started this yet. Um, if you know anything about the bagpipes, the bagpipes have five components. They have the bag where the wind goes. They have the blowpipe that you fill it with. They have the canter the, the, that makes all the cute sounds. And then there's the drones that make that deep, constant sound. But one of the things about the bagpipes I've learned is you can't just play them willy-nilly right out of the box. You have to first fill the bag with air. You first have to blow it up so that the drone carries that nice melodious sound. You have to fill it up so that the sounds continue and you have to constantly keep refilling it, but it doesn't start right out of the box empty. Well, guess what, friends? You and I cannot sing God's praises if our souls are empty. We can't sing God's praises if there's nothing in us already. 
So we come in here and we fill our hearts with God's spirit. We start each day with God's spirit filling our souls. Then and only then can we sing God's praises. We sing God's praises in hymns and canticles and anthems. Sure, we do that here in the sanctuary. But we sing God's praises out in the world when we tell the world what's happening in our lives. When we tell the world what's happening through our church. We show the world how we live and we seek out the best in life when we reflect that which God has given to us. We sing God's praises and we show God's forgiveness to a world that needs it. Or we share God's love with a world that so desperately wants to be cherished. We sing God's praises when we act in kindness with each other and the people with whom we come, come, come in contact with. We sing God's praises when our attitude is positive and not negative and not always down. We sing God's praises when we try to make the world a happier and better place. When we're doing that, then we're seeking out the best in life that Paul was telling the church in Ephesus to seek. We sing God's praises by the way that we live and treat each other. If we move from that full of the Spirit and singing God's praises, the next, it's just obvious. We have to give thanks. We have to give thanks for all the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. And we've got so much that we can be thankful for. I mean, theologically, we'd stop just with that alone. Theologically, we've got a God who created us, made us who we are as individuals, gave us the gifts and the talents and the abilities that we have. Isn't that just enough to be thankful for? But then we have a God who sent his son to show us the way to live, the way to treat each other, the way to react, the way to lead. And then we have that son that son who died on the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Christ who died on the cross for me. But also Christ who died on the cross for you. Christ died for us. Is that not enough for us to give thanks, for us to go out in the world and to give thanks for those blessings alone? But we have other blessings as well. Physical blessings. We have our family and our friends. Look around the room. Look around the sanctuary today. Go ahead. You can do this. It's all right. Look at each other. Aren't you thankful for the people that you're in worship with today? Even someone that you've never sat next to, aren't you thankful that they're sitting next to you today? Tell them that after the service. Speak to them and tell them that you are thankful to be in worship with them today. But think about our lives, our community, our opportunities, our gifts, our graces. Isn't that enough? But there's so much more. Do you live a life of gratitude? That's what Paul was writing to the Ephesians. Do you live lives of gratitude? Do you give thanks for everything? I think that's our charge. Do we live lives full of the Spirit? Do we live lives where we sing God's praises? Do we live lives where we are thankful for everything that God has given us? 
When I think of my trip to Cuba and my time there, I think of the many lessons, the many things that I observed. But if I listen just quietly, if I sit in just the stillness, even some 18 years later, I still hear the bass thumping. I still hear the drums beating. I still hear that night when I walked home to my host family, and though worship was over, the beat went on. Though worship was over, the celebration went on. Though worship was over, they were still singing God's praises in that small church. And I think that's what God wants for you and for me. Is it long after the service has ended, long after we've left this place, that our hearts are full of God's spirit, that we're singing God's praises and we're giving thanks without ceasing for everything that God has given to us. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.